peace of our Lord be with you. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. As you may recall from your own reading of the four Gospels, those verses from today's Gospel lesson report Jesus' words in ways which are unique to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of John do not record those words at all. And the writer of the Gospel of Matthew says that Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. But the writer of the Gospel of Luke says that Jesus said, blessed are the poor, and blessed are you who are hungry, not poor in spirit, or hungry for righteousness, as we find in Matthew, but poor as in actually poor, and hungry as in physically hungry. An early indication in the Gospel of Luke of the preferential concern Luke's Jesus has for whoever is most in need of help and hope something we see over and over again in the Gospel of Luke. Starting in chapter 1, where Mary, the mother of our Lord, sings that the hungry are going to be filled and the rich sent away empty, the lowly lifted but the powerful brought low, a song which is sung only in Luke, followed a few chapters later by Jesus' announcement in the synagogue that he has come to bring good news to the poor, reported also only in Luke. Then there is Jesus' exhortation that when we give a dinner, we should invite the poor. Once again, of the four Gospels recorded only in Luke, and the parable of the once rich man who is tormented in flames while once hungry Lazarus is at ease in Abraham's arms, a story which appears, yes, also only in Luke. Not to mention Zacchaeus, also only in Luke whom Jesus declared well on his way to salvation when Zacchaeus said, Half of all I have I will give to the poor. And then, of course, there's the story popularly known as the parable of the Good Samaritan, also only in Luke, in which Jesus makes the despised outsider 
into the beloved neighbor we need. And, of course, also only in Luke, the most famous story Luke's Jesus ever told, the parable of the prodigal son, the grace-filled father, and the angry older brother, the point of which is that those who are walking in the spirit of Jesus will never be mad about any inclusion God is glad about and will never be glad about any exclusion God is sad about because Luke's Jesus is that way. Because Luke's Jesus has such an unfailingly preferential concern for whoever is most poor, hungry, marginalized, ostracized, oppressed, left out, hurting, and alone. Every now and then you will hear people call Luke's Jesus, the radical Jesus. But the truth is, Luke's Jesus is actually the ordinary Jesus. If we call Luke's Jesus the radical Jesus, then we get to marginalize that Jesus. Set that Jesus off to the side. But Luke's Jesus is not the radical Jesus. Luke's Jesus is the ordinary Jesus. The Jesus of the Gospels. The only Jesus there is. Across the Christian centuries, we have created a less demanding, more user-friendly Jesus than the one we find in Luke. A Christian Christ who is sort of a composite of what Luther and Calvin taught about, what Anselm thought about, what Augustine believed about, what Paul said about Jesus. A Christ we can accept so we can become Christians. A way of thinking which has produced countless wonderful people, done much good, and created the largest world religion on the planet, but which has also created an option, Luke's Jesus, would never have recognized a Christianity which gets us into heaven in the next life, which requires no change in our economics, our politics, our public policy, what we say, do, laugh at, post, text, email, and tweet in this life. A kind of religion Luke's Jesus would not recognize. 
which somewhere along the way, somewhere between Jerusalem and Jackson, made being born again more about living with Jesus in the next life than living like Jesus in this life. A way of thinking which is absolutely dominant in our part of the world, but which is very different from Luke's Jesus who went about confronting injustice, calling people to lives of righteousness and truth, sitting down with and standing up for whoever was most hungry, poor, marginalized, dehumanized, ostracized, overlooked, left out, sad, ashamed, and alone and inviting all who would to join him in seeing all people as God sees all people. That's Luke's Jesus. Not a radical Jesus, just plain old ordinary Jesus. And following Luke's Jesus doesn't make us radical Christians either. If we call that radical Christianity, then we get to marginalize that kind of Christianity and set it over here to the side as though somehow it is odd or strange. No. To follow Luke's Jesus makes us just ordinary Christians. That's just ordinary, garden variety, cornbread and peas Christianity 101, to get up every morning and go through the day walking in the Holy Spirit, sitting down with and standing up for the same people Luke's Jesus would sit down with and stand up for if Luke's Jesus was here. Which may be a radical way to live out there. But in here, that's just ordinary Christianity. The spirit of Luke's Jesus embodied in our kindness and courage, gentleness and generosity, integrity and compassion, truth, and grace.